LDB, 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 LDB. Good evening, LDB. It's time for your favorite podcast once again. I am your host, Chris Schultzer, joined by my fellow hosts and co-commissioner, Mr. Matthew Starr. Matt, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah, good to be here. Good, uh, good talking to y'all. And also by our uh, reigning union champion and also co-host, Mr. Michael Becker. Michael, how you doing? Doing okay. Feeling a little gimpy today. Had a uh, men's baseball game today, and I'm currently rubbing what I think is my labrum. I think I think I have a labrum that's hurting, and uh, if 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 anyone wagered on uh, the number two of games uh, before which I pull a groin muscle, you've won. So pulled a groin muscle today in my second game. I kind of love that. Sorry I mean, to I hear. Don't, don't love that for you, but I. <laughs> love I mean, the <laughs> that, that, that is. If it's any consolation, that is. One more game and I would have made it without going. <laughs> Thank you. That, that, that means a lot. I appreciate your empathy. Hashtag empathy. Yeah, I, I, we're all old, man. I mean, you're. I think you're one of the youngest in the whole league. And, 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 if, and if you're fading, we're all in trouble. I'm the youngest on my team. Oh, man, that was like a 70-year-old just spinning junk on the mound. I didn't have my best day at the plate, in part because it was coming in at 45 miles an hour. But yeah. too slow. <laughs> Too slow. Anyway, happy to be here. Uh, I am officially back coaching the Little League again, which is exciting. Uh, this year's squad is looking a little ragged. We're going to have to pull some stuff together. And my other bit of news is that I took in my first Fenway game of the season today. Ooh, yes. Um, well, the weather was not awesome. It was like 50 degrees and a little bit spitting here and there. Uh, the, the pitcher's duel between Michael Waka and Bailey Ober surprised everybody. <laughs> The, the the final score did not uh, did not do justice to what that game was like. Um, it's too bad you can't go to the the marathon game. I always loved those. What is it? Eleven a.m. start on marathon Monday. Yeah. When is that um, soon? Isn't it? I think that's tomorrow. Isn't it? It's tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah. I did buy myself one of the uh, City Connect jerseys for the Red Sox. I, I own almost no Red Sox gear. But I've been wanting that partially because it's it's in support in colors for the uh, the marathon bombing memory stuff mm -hmm. and the Boston Strong stuff, and so um, I, I love that jersey. I think it's a good one. Uh, so you'll see me sporting that in future weeks. Um, I, really, I really like what the Nats did too. Just yeah, I, I I think the cherry blossom thing is confusing to everyone who doesn't live in DC. But I I loved the the Nats cherry blossom jerseys and hats. Have they? been wearing them all season or like what, what's the couple games yeah i won a couple of times yeah cool um well i say we get right into it i know that you know with a week and a half of baseball in the books uh it's starting to feel normal again at least for me um i was hoping that the three of us could just sort of bing and bong as they say about you know early mlb trends players were excited about players were worried about uh we can take this any direction we want but how about you know what? I'm going to start actually by crediting Mark on just getting the two players that I swore I would be really excited to lead the auction with, and Matt Brash and Stephen Kwan, because I, I don't even know that we need to talk about them too much because I feel like they're all over the internet. But both of them look like they're going to be big hits for him, and and that's 
That's exciting. Do you see that Stephen Kwan did not swing and miss for his first 126 pitches in the MLB? That's impressive. 126, no swing and miss. Yeah, that's impressive. He's a good hitter. So, How much did he go for at auction? Do we remember? I don't mean to put you on the spot. Not that much. Like, I don't know, two. I don't know. I, more than the men because I got bid up on him. I wanted him. Yeah, less than five, I would like to think. Brash is the guy that, you know, I could see him as a reliever. I thought maybe he would get drafted in the double-A draft, but uh, did not Quan see him. Quan went for two, just for the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good price. And Brash, I mean, I did not see him as a starter who, I mean, I think he was. He had a no-hitter through five today. So another impressive buy. Then he gave yeah. up a couple of home runs, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he he was the guy. Just he, he looked super nasty in the spring, but even then, it was like, all right, is this guy just like, you know? I mean, yeah, we lo- we lost back here, but is this guy just going to be like a dominant reliever, or can he actually start? Uh, and that was, you know, it seems like through two games, I think we we can say somewhat safely that he looks like a starter and not just a, a reliever with nasty stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about both those guys and also terrified because Mark got them both. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see if there is. I don't know. Quan is very impressive, but like the ceiling, the guy has, he doesn't, he, he's the antithesis of like my kind of guy that he doesn't have any power or speed. He doesn't hit the ball hard. He does not run fast. Uh, he's like, I mean, he maybe will hit 10 home runs and steal five bases it's like i don't know and if you don't have that kind of power can you really continue to get on base you know at an insane rate i don't know we'll, we'll see i'm, I'm a little, see, little skeptical there i see your stephen kwan and raise you one nick madrigal exactly i mean he's got a little <laughs> bit more thump than madrigal but like there there's a lot of similarity between those two guys and yeah you know honestly madrigal's faster than he is madrigal at least can steal bases well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think when you have a guy like that on your bench, uh, you can plug and play um, and you're never going to feel bad about it. Uh, y- yeah, you might be looking to upgrade potentially. I, I agree if, if you're a championship quality team and he's a starter for you, but it's still for 2 million bucks, he's a good find. Oh yeah. Yeah. For um, two, I, I just don't, unlike Brash, who I think has like legit star ceiling. I don't, you yeah. know, I don't think Quan is in the same category there. Well, I want to name a couple other guys real quick, and then I'm going to turn it over to the two of you to find out if either of you has a guy you're excited about or one you're worried about. I'm actually going to start on the on the excited side. Uh, Star, I think you made all of us look dumb for not doing what you did in the double-A draft and getting Seiya Suzuki, because I, I think he's going to be great. Um, I'm watching the way that he's playing. I'm looking at, I, I think it's for real. Everything he's done so far has been for real. Um, so, you know, I, I think he could be a 30 home run guy. Um, and I didn't see that coming. I usually, I, I temper expectations with a lot of these guys coming over from, uh, from Asia um, and just sort of expect that their numbers are going to get halved or, or maybe two thirds if you're lucky. But I don't think he's going to be that guy. I think he's going to be fine. Um, how you yeah, I, 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 Ecstatic. I mean, I, I was, I feel like I was a little higher than consensus coming in on him. I mean, I gave up a good amount to get him, but I was also, I was kind of surprised that the, I felt like the um, other folks weren't as excited about him as I was. I kind of thought there would be maybe more excitement about him. 
Um, and then I watched him on opening day and I just, I feel like he's insanely patient and um, the plate discipline is ridiculous. He leads the league in reach rate right now. Um, swing percentage whatever you want to call that that stat um he doesn't swing at stuff outside the zone and the hands are so quick and i think that's the big that was the big question is like can he catch up to major league velocity i think the major question anyone coming over from japan or korea like the you know the average fastball in npb is like three miles an hour slower um and it seems like right out the gate. I mean, he was facing Corbin Burns on opening day and seemed to have no problem with Burns' 99 mile an hour fastballs. Like, and I was like, oh shit, this is <laughs> this is something to get excited about. And now he has four home runs, and like it, it just. I mean, you say 30. I think, I think that's the floor at this point. You know, I, I mean, he hit he hit what 40. He's hit 40 a couple times in Japan, like. I mean, I, I think I think you could maybe say 35 is not out of reach, and I think he get on base like 370, 380 clip for the season. Yeah, I don't I don't think anything's out of reach, but I just don't want to overreact to one week either, you know. But 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 I think we'll see. Um, Becker, I see you want to chime in, and then I'm going to go with the guy I'm worried about. You're on mute though, my friend. Or if you're not on mute, something's wrong with your audio. Oh man. All right. Well. I'm going to just keep us rolling and say, and maybe it's better that he's not here for this. Um, I was the guy last year who said that Robbie Ray was going to win the Cy Young. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, that was in my bold predictions, or maybe it wasn't in my bold predictions. Maybe I said he would lead uh, the the Blue Jays in, in pitcher war or something and get Cy Young votes, but uh, I, I, I was on that. I just didn't draft him. Um, he is the number one guy I'm worried about right now that is not getting quite as much press as like, you know, your Beavers and, 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 and whatnot, but his fastball velocity, which sets everything up is way down. Um, and he's getting shelled. Uh, I'm very worried about him. Becker, you want to try your sound and tell me, are you also worried? Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried. I, I had an offline conversation with Sean about this. I think we are so early in the season and spring training was so abbreviated that there are some guys, not everybody, but some guys who are still ramping up. Um, and so, especially if it is a veteran, and I consider Robbie Ray a, a veteran, uh, they know their body and uh, they know how long it takes them to get to their, their optimal level. And I'd like to think that this is still his path to getting to that point. But, you know, I, you don't, there's nothing to worry about until there's something to worry about. I think we're, we're nearing that point, maybe in, you know, two more starts, if he's still sitting 91 and not 95, maybe that's, uh, that's something to worry about. But at this point, given his age, given his experience, I think he's going to get there. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's concerning because of the, 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 quantity of uh, velocity that he has lost that he was like you said he was averaging like 95 last year and he's throwing 92. Um, it's it's not that it can't bounce back these things happen guys are battling through stuff you know it's it's too early to panic but I'd be concerned on the flip side though if you want to talk to someone who I would be incredibly excited about that is also on Becker's staff and who I could have kept as a hometown hero and did not is Tyler McGill who I saw a pitch in person on opening day and just looked absolutely electric was just throwing he was throwing 98 99 
with two good secondary pitches in that slider and the change. And the dude looks nasty. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know where he found an extra couple of miles an hour on his fastball. I don't remember. I don't know how he, his pitches are moving so much more than they were, but you know, for, for, for all that I would be worried about Robbie Ray, at least I would be just as excited about Tyler McGill. And I'm, I'm really kicking myself, you know, at the time of the, the keeper deadline, we didn't know for sure if he was in the rotation. I was like, oh, I can't justify it, keeping as a hometown hero. And then now just is, is two starts in, you got to be happy with that. I'm very happy. Yeah, he's he seems really good. And I almost don't want to say it out loud and Matt will laugh at me, but he his he reminds me a little of Corbin Burns. He's nowhere near as good as Corbin Burns. But um, the way that fastball plays and the velocity increase, uh, the command, I still don't think he's walked a guy. That's impressed me. I, that's the last thing I expected when I bid him nine bucks at, in the silent auction. I knew he, he was getting some helium. Um, I, 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 liked, I actually liked the fact that he was not in the rotation. Um, it didn't bother me at all. But yeah, it's a it's a really nice development. Reminds me a little of Freddie Peralta last year, where he was going to be the sixth sixth man, and then all of a sudden he has a couple good starts and he has a great season. So I'm really hoping that he can kind of continue that momentum uh, and makes up for anything that that Robbie Ray uh, doesn't give me. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to get through throw too much hyperbole, but man, like watching him and just for a number of reasons, like watching him on opening day. He he reminded me of his teammate, and I feel like he he's I feel like he's learned something from Degrom. His arsenal is very similar. Boy, oh, I love hearing this. And and also it's similar. Like these guys both kind of came out of nowhere. They weren't heralded prospects. You know, they they kind of come out like you know in their second years, and all of a sudden they're throwing ninety eight, ninety nine. Whereas prospects, these guys were throwing like ninety three, ninety four. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Degrom has has taught him something, um, but I, I there, there's definitely some similarities in the way they look to me. And like it's, that's obviously like insane praise to throw on a guy, but like I don't know. He he looked special, and I'm not you know I'm I'm not a scout, but man, the, what I was seeing from him on opening day you know, to fool guys like Juan Soto, the way he did, and and things like that just just were just so impressive to me. So I know we have limited time and I know we haven't gotten to really do the full on this. So Becker, anybody you want to highlight real quick? No, I was just going to gush on Tyler McGill. So we, <laughs> we, we can, we can move forward. Well, for our listeners, it's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated cast and, and I'll take the blame for that. Uh, I have to get up at two 30 in the morning tomorrow. So for good reason on my way to Costa Rica, uh, but uh, it, it will be, it'll be a shorter one. I think we should start talking about LDB. I think we should talk about the the, the winners, the losers, the surprises. Um, I went first last time, so I'm going to open it up with uh, with Becker this time, since he did not get to highlight anyone that he was excited about or not excited about. Becker, which team surprised you? Uh, who's right on track? Uh, don't give us any of your bullshit tones or not. Who we're looking for, etc. I'm not talking about the tones right now. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Balks, baby. The Brooklyn box. I think Ian's team is good. Uh, Ian, Ian's team had a great offensive week and paired it with uh, what I think is a solid staff so long as they remain healthy. I know he's had some injuries. But 
as of right now, a 288 ERA, 67 strikeouts, uh, a 1.093 whip. So that, that's all of those play in pitching over the course of a week and a half. But he probably has maybe the second most runs um, in the league right now. He, he's up there in RBI. He's got 13 home runs. Really impressive. I knew his pitching would be good. I didn't quite appreciate um, the the hitting. I think Jesus Sanchez has had a, a hell of a week. Second Starling most, Mar- second most runs to who, Mister Becker? Second most. Runs I, to I who? haven't. I have. Could it really be the tones? Checked. I don't. Know. I haven't really checked. Um, but again, before I was interrupted, uh, Jesus Sanchez, Starling Marte is doing Starling Starling Marte things. Austin Riley. Um, I'm just naming guys, but I, I'm I'm impressed. Brandon Nimmo before he went out with COVID. I mean, Ian's Ian's got a squad. Ian's got a very quality team, and um, yeah, that's that's what caught my attention. Can I just have a quick moment for the fact that you Darvish did very you Darvish like things in the first ten days of the season? <laughs> he had one like completely lights out yeah. uh, start, and the other one was like, what happens when a diaper tries to hold an adult male's? Uh, you know, talks. Never mind. We're just gonna go. <laughs> he had, he had, he had that... two lights out starts. He, he pitched again today and was lights out. He threw like seven innings, one run today, and so he's had three I was, starts. Charges blew past whatever analogy you were trying to. I make. was trying to channel a Trevor Noah bit, and I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. I just that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 apologize. I, apologize. I wasn't even paying attention because so I was like, "Wait, didn't Darvish start today?" And I started looking up Darvish's start today. Um, well, well, and I missed whatever analogy that was. It was gross. So <laughs> keep <laughs> carry on. Uh, well, the flip. Side that's just you, Darvish, though. I mean, that's just like that's just how he rolls. Like he is, he is a guy who does not command the ball well, and the par- and sometimes that command just bottoms out for him, and he'll have a start like he had the other day. Most of the time, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, hey, the flip side to your your Ian Coin is is Nate had a pretty good week, and is going to come up with one win. I mean, how worried should he be? Not worried. If if that question is directed to me, I, I say not worried. I mean, this is this is, it feels a little silly to make these um, proclamations after ten days of a season because it's such a long season. Um, Nate's Nate's got a good team. Uh, I, I'm I'm not worried at all. The offense is probably in the top half of the league. Pitching wise, Zach Wheeler is going to um, you know, ramp up. Tyler Rogers, I think, will get back to where he was last year. It just takes pitchers a little bit to get where they need to be. So, no, I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, Rogers got shellacked the other day. Yesterday, I think that that was one. It was a very Darvish like, yeah, one point two innings, seven earned runs. That's not what you're looking for from you know your number two starter there. And I, I feel like we give someone like you Darvish the benefit of the doubt when he goes and, and lays an egg, right? Um and for rookies, sometimes we're a little bit more critical. I, I think he had such an exceptional season last year because he really didn't kind of su- falter at all. Uh, so I, I think every pitcher is due some sort of disastrous start. And I credit the ones that really make it back. So I, I expect him to do the same, but I'll, I'll be curious to watch him moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, 
for just just on pitchers in general like at this point like i'm much more worried about velocity and and things like that than results like guys have bad starts like roger's velocity his stuff looks fine like i'm yeah. not really worried about the him yet even though he had a pretty nasty start yesterday so star is there a, a matchup that you wanted to highlight with somebody who surprised you either good or bad or just a team that you're you're driving on right now I mean, I don't know. Can we talk about the tones? No, just, <laughs> the, 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 the tones wrecked me this week. Uh, my offense didn't really show up, which you know that also uh, factored in. But you know, he just he just kind of beat me up and down. And um, you know, for a while there, I think we were like one, two, in like basically every pitching category. And then his offense wiped the floor with mine. So you know. It's kind of nice that that at least someone in our division is is down, <laughs> but I'm, I guess it comes at, at, at the expense of uh, Ian winning big. But uh, yeah, the, our division is going to be tough. I think that's kind of what we learned this week. Um, there's not a whole lot else that like really jumps out it out to me. I mean, your team held its own, uh, so you know, kudos to you for keeping your head above water, Chris, and uh, not selling uh, before the season started. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is this gonna is, is this gonna move the needle after this? No, no. Year? I mean, I the, the plan was let's let's see after three or four matchups if I've managed to stay near five hundred. If I can sniff McCullers and Flaherty uh, and Lynn getting back, and I'm you know within a puncher's chance of of getting back into the playoffs, then I'll I'll keep going. But I think I think the thing is. Um, I threw the kitchen sink at the at the pitching. It's not really indicative of what it looked like this week. It was better than the line, uh, but it's still still terrible. So um, I, I think if you actually look at why I won six categories, it's because Jorby had a bad week. It's not really that my team was anything special. Um, but I do like my team's chances to win four categories a week. Um, the stolen bases are pretty legit. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I can manage pitching to either win Ks or home runs against and and vj i think who knows we'll see um enough on my team um i want to talk about uh the entire division of california winner for the second straight week um and just say the the matchup i wanted to highlight was was paul against uh against brophy they they had a, a heavyweight fight as well just like the two of you did um paul's coming out on top and i think that anytime that you can beat brophy uh, to the tune of 8-4, you've done something pretty good. Um, and I think he's going to appreciate those those wins later in the year. Um, a couple guys that, like, if I wasn't already knowing that this was going to be the matchup that I would have highlighted, I would have said, I'm pretty excited about these guys having big years. Ozzy Albies is off to a very hot start. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but four home runs out of him. Um, you know, if he gets 30 home runs, that's that's a really – Awesome player right there. And then on the pitching side. Didn't he uh, hit 30 last year? He did hit 30 last year. Yeah, I think he did. The problem is it came with a 310 OBP. So, yeah, but, I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I've always felt like Albies has a, a, a little more in the tank than he's given us. Um, but the pitcher that I really wanted to highlight was uh, Dylan Cease, who, like, we honestly could have highlighted in the opening segment just as somebody who's really impressed in the first couple go rounds. Um, and I think that that has a lot to do with, with why Paul's pitching held serve in this match. Um, 
similarly on Brophy squad, I think we can we can all say Carlos Rodon is is going to be fine. The shoulder looks fine uh, until it's not. Can, yeah, I mean, can we? That's that's kind of his thing. He's always fine until he's not. He's he's never fine for more than you know a couple months at a time. That's kind of how he goes. That's Carlos Rodon. Yeah, look, Chris, you know, us athletes, I just had one relay throw in from left field this afternoon, and my labrum is hurting. So I can't imagine throwing 100 pitches at 98 miles an hour like Carlos Rodon. Life of an athlete is really difficult. <laughs> Your why face right now is, is, is Why are you chuckling? Uh, well, because you are a resident athlete. I, I, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I was waiting for that. I, I will say, I agree with you about the shoulder, but there were guys that we were worried about their shoulders coming into the season. Several of them are on the IL, and Rodon looks fine. So I'm, I, like I, I, I'm worried about all of these guys' shoulders for the year. Like, no, I mean, just because they made it through, just because Rodon made it through a week and a half without re-injuring his shoulder, tells you nothing about the future of Carlos Rodon's season. Yeah, but he, so, looks nasty. he looks nasty while he's pitching. So and all those that. oblique injuries, those are rough. That's why I don't do crunches, man. <laughs> I think why you should do crunches, actually. <laughs> no, you do too many, and you're just too wound way too tight in the midsection. That could be. That could be. Do, do, throw some yoga in there, guys. That's yeah, that's probably it. You, Lucas G, I feel like Lucas Giolito does crunches and yoga, and he's still out. Oh, certainly, yeah. So uh, just real quick to to bring us back to California winner, I don't know that we need to talk about Tim's win over over Sean just because it's holding serve. Um, he will be in first place after a week. You know, beating Sean is nothing to write home about. But uh, I think his team had what may prove to be one of its worst offensive weeks, and he's still going to take five categories. So yeah. Like that, that's nice. Um, and but it does show the wart that I was worried about with this squad, which is he's got a lot of low OBP guys or, or guys mm-hmm. that can go into a low OBP hole and then just kind of give him a week that's not not great. Um, I think there are going to be several weeks where we look at his line and just like laugh with how amazing it is. But this was a bad one and he got away with it. So uh, that's what I wanted to highlight from this week's matchups. Uh, Matt or, or Becker, any thoughts on Tim's team or just other other guys we haven't mentioned? Tim's team is terrifying. I mean, I'm 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 terrified by that that lineup, um, and especially now with Jesus Lazardo, who looks fantastic. Who saw that coming? So I, I think Tim is going to have a competitive team wire to wire, and he'll be really difficult. Did Lazardo make a second start? Yeah. I don't think so. No, he just made the one. Yeah, 12 Ks, what, five innings, six innings? Yeah, it, throwing 99. Uh, you know, it, it seems like, I mean, the fastball is not a good fastball. That's kind of been his issue for a long time. But at least he's throwing a bad fastball really hard now. So at least there's that. Any thoughts on uh, Josh giving uh, Dubner a fight? That was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, he's still going to lose 7-5, but it was at least a – a decent effort there. Yeah, no surprise that Dubner had 16 home runs, especially when Vladdy had three in one day. Um, and the OPS is just going to play every single week for Dubner. But yeah, I mean, I guess, you got it. yeah, four four stolen bases for Josh um, up there on K's. 
Yeah, I, I credit Josh for, for sticking with Dubner there. I mean, Dubner's team kind of did what – I mean, I, that, that he made lead, I, I, certainly one of the better offensive weeks of the season across most of the categories. But, you know, it, it, the warts are showing he doesn't steal bases. He had zero stolen bases this week and, you know, had an ERA over four. And Shane Bieber it does – not look great and charlie morton does not look great and that's not really where i would want to be right now relying on those two guys is like your top two pitchers i will say for for dubner um his farm is really thin as well mm -hmm. um, of all the teams that have sort of pushed in more consistently he i don't know how he makes the trades he does every year because he's got nothing and like i look back on Cindergard trade he and I made a couple of years ago and I'm I'm embarrassed at what I got back but um yeah, his his farm is real thin so if if he doesn't have enough pitching he's gonna have a tough go yeah I thought I thought it was somewhere that Morton's velocity was down but actually it seems like the velocity is more or less fine the results just were not great so less concerned about Morton than I thought I was and keep in mind these these weeks these first three weeks is is when you get those wire pickups who have a outsized impact. I, I remember this is about the time when you picked up Adelise Garcia, Chris, uh, and he carried you. This also was the time when, uh, was it Mark who picked up your mean Mercedes? <laughs> oh my God, Everyone, we all thought he was going to be great. The, the, the year of your the podcast, where yeah. we were all talking about how good we thought your mean Mercedes was going to be. But the, these are these are really important waiver wire pickups, and so uh, a shaky staff can really be bolstered by a couple really solid pickups. Though there there's been a lot less wire turnover than I thought. Maybe it's because guys like their teams were all low on cash. I know I certainly am, um, but I, I I expected frankly more um, wire churn. How do you guys feel about that? I have money and I have spaces to fill. And my only excuse is that as I was looking at this, I was like, if I overreact to a week where I don't need the guys, like I already knew the result and I didn't feel that much more strongly about one guy over another, that I didn't really see a reason to just pick guys up for the sake of picking guys up. Uh, but there are guys that I'm excited about that are still out there. Uh, and I do think that relievers are making names for themselves right now. Oh yeah. So, in in particular, I think relief pitchers will be an interesting category for people who are looking. Um, and uh, and we'll see. It seems like there are more lights out relievers uh, this year than there were last year, and last year more than the year before. I mean, it's just exponentially going going up. In part because they the relievers are the ones that have to fill the bulk of the innings. So if your starter is going four. Uh, you know, you need you need three relievers to pitch five innings. Yeah, yeah. You know who did, who did look really good actually today? Uh, star um, was Matt Strong. Um, I was watching the game and he looked filthy. I, his results weren't that stellar, but it was more just I was like, yeah, okay, I, I see what people were excited about. Um, and that's actually when JoJo and I snuck up and we were like three rows back, so it was pretty fun watching that. Uh, up close. I was always a big fan of that guy and it like never quite came together for him. So maybe this is like, I mean, he's had, he's had a lot of injury issues the last couple of seasons. Um, but nice, be nice to see him healthy and like 
kind of settled into a bullpen role, which is kind of where it seems like he could be successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do feel like we should just give a quick shout out to the fact that Jorvi's luck turned. Um, I guess, what's the word for a negative shout out? Condolences? I don't know. Um, all the bad injury news was on my front. And then I guess just by proximity to being close to me, he got a little bit of the stink. Um, I think his guys are all going to be fine, but Jorvi did not have a good week. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I'm not worried about his team at all, but I feel very fortunate to have played him this week. I'm going to get out of there with a 6-6. Six, six. It looked like I had a shot at a 7-5 or even an 8-4 until a couple hours ago, but my, my my boys did not hit any home runs today. So, um, but Jorvi, Chris, I, the injury bug comes for us all. I it mean, does. If, if I can get injured, Lucas Giolito can get injured. And it. And by the way, speaking of which, is Mike Trout okay? Do we know? know Yeah, x-rays were negative. He got hit in the hand today for those who aren't. (laughs) I saw saw he lost the game. That was Mike Trout at bat like I am. Uh, Yeah, got hit in the hand with a slider. But x-rays apparently negative, and I guess he's getting a day off tomorrow. That is good news. Yeah, I saw saw he, he got hit and came out of the game, and I hadn't seen anything since then. If you are too injured to play next week, what what do you go on? I'm assuming it's there's no IL for your league. <laughs> the bereavement list. <laughs> <laughs> I did get hit by a 45 mile an hour fastball today. Yeah, in the arm. I didn't rub it. In case you were wondering, I was not wondering. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this is going to be a, a running bit. How do you get wait. hit by a pitch going 45 miles an hour? I, um, it wait. was <laughs> so far inside that I couldn't really get out of the way. And in fact, the the umpire almost called me back for failing to get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> but he just made a joke about it. Also, in order for something to be a running bit, don't you have to have an intact groin? Because I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. In fact, that makes the bit even better. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, well... I think uh, we are nearing the the end of our our little LDB bet. Anything else you guys are thinking about with with baseball? I'm watching way too many games, but it's fun. It's it's great to have back. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I like. I actually haven't watched as much as I would have liked, uh, but I probably will soon. I'm at the very end of my very long video game which has been consuming all of my free time which uh, one is this elden ring yeah I, I you guys have been emailing about that and i've just been deleting them <laughs> yes that, that's fair uh but yeah i am i'm at the last boss after like 130 hours which is the longest the most time i've ever spent on a single video game so that that's been like every evening for the last month and a half so i think it's, it's going to be more base more time for baseball when that's over are you going to miss it when when you defeat this thing Kind of, you know, I, it's funny. I'm going to go. So we should end this to me talking about lamenting <laughs> the last boss of this game. No, but like, seriously, I was, I, I was at the last boss. And I was like, you know what? I'm not ready to end it yet. And I'm going to, I was like, this game offers you the opportunity. Like there's like a million things to do always. I was like, I'm going to go do some of the other things I didn't do in this game before I finish the, finish the game. Cause I, I know once I beat the last boss, I won't want to play it anymore. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to miss this game. And I want to, I don't want it to be over quite yet. Okay. You left us speechless. We've yeah. got nothing to say. 
I think the only thing I can say is we didn't cover Ryan's team at all, and we need to. Sorry, we're going back to this for two seconds. Ryan's team hit only three home runs this week. Uh, it also was generally not good. I'm worried about him. Should we be worried about him? I haven't really dug in too deep. There seem okay. to be some quick remedies, one of which could be to buy Nick Gordon from me for $4 million. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's definitely going to help. I mean, you know, Ryan came into the season with a very bad offense. And, uh, you know, it lived up to, the, to its preseason billing of being very bad. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, we said this before, you know, I said this either on the podcast or in response to Ian's power rankings. Like, the team is not good in its current form. I don't know if he has plans to fix that offense, but the offense is very bad and the pitching is like not good enough to carry him it on its own. Okay. Well, maybe that's all we need to say, but I, I, I'm worried about Ryan's team. I think whatever he's going to do, he's got to do it soon. Three home runs when you have a week and a half is that's, that's epically bad. Actually. That might it, be a record. Look, the, the next lowest was six and that was Sean who, you yeah, kind of expect that to Sean, but yeah. Three is, is not where you want to be. All right. Uh, so we Ryan's team, three. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero, one day, three. Um, and that's where we will leave things. Uh, gentlemen, I, I think can podcast next week, but I will be out the week after that. So you're on your own for that one. Hopefully we can pull something together. I may be pretty tired post-Costa Rica. Um, I'm also just going to say to the league, uh, I said this last time, please reach out to us about joining us. We want to start having the guests again. Um, that's part of what makes this so fun. Um, don't wait for us to reach out to you. If you're excited to join us, we'll, we'll give you a, a good time and we'll figure out how to, how to structure everybody in. So um, reach out to Matt, reach out to me, reach out to Becker or Sean. We'll figure it out. And uh, until then, I think... What was our sign-off last week? I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was Sean saying, are, are we done yet? Or are we out? What did he say? We're out now? <laughs> yes, we're out. <laughs>